0: Welcome to The Nighttime Show. I am your guest announcer, Josh Sussman. And as always, I am with your head writer, producer, funny man, funny Matt Walker. And today, we have a very special guest. You've seen his movies, or if you haven't, you should. He wrote Starlet Tangerine. And as of this morning, he wrote and produced the Golden Globe-nominated The Florida Project, Chris Gosh. And as always, we have our host. He's a funny man. He's a heavy man. He gives good hugs. Stephen Kramer
1: Glickman. Hey, nice. Josh Sussman, thank you so much for being here. And Chris, holy crap. Congratulations, man. Oh, thank you. Golden Globe. Say that four times (laughs) fast. Golden Golden Globes. You got a nice set of
2: Golden Globes under that T-shirt, there, Steve. Oh. You
1: know what? These have been perfected over time. all natural, <laughs> all natural Golden Globes. Uh, that is a huge deal. What did it get nominated for? Oh, What's just the- a Willem picked up a Best Supporting
3: uh, this morning. Which yeah, is, if which is really he got, cool
1: if he got nominated, he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor for a Golden Globe, William Defoe, yes. who's in the movie, and I. That is a tip off, man. He's going to get nominated for Best Supporting for. Uh, for the for the Oscar. Well, I mean, he's doing him.
4: really well out there. A lot of mm-hmm. the critics uh, out there are giving him the the noms and the and the the accolades for the best supporting. He People love be... him. That's
1: great. Man. People love him and they love him in your movie. How did too. you get
4: him in the movie? You know, it's funny. It was very last minute, uh, and we were you had talking... Kevin
2: Spacey, and then you had to replace him with Willem Defoe <laughs> last go. minute. D- it's all <laughs> <digital>. <laughs> ah! it's still, it's still you know, Spacey's body. <laughs> okay, facts. <laughs> because that did, happened when know, Christopher that. Plummer got nominated for a bunch of stuff. Like he was in a movie. Like like a month ago, he wasn't in a movie, and then today he got nominated for Golden Globe it's for Best Actor. Incredible how Ridley pulled that off. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Is
4: that has that ever is that unprecedented? That's in, unprecedented.
1: Like, that's got to be. Yeah, because he only filmed that like a, a couple weeks ago.
4: Yeah, and do you think that's what they're doing? Like, uh, do you remember the first time I ever heard of this? It blew my mind. It was way back in Jurassic Park. There's a shot of uh, Ariana. Richard is that her name? Uh, um, Lex? Lex. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's dangling from the thing, and the raptor's jumping yeah. up at her. And they had a stunt woman, and then they put digitally put uh, her, her face, face on, on the stunt woman. And I was like, oh my god, they could do that now. That was like in '93. I remember that. Yeah. So yeah. is that what they did for this? Like they're just keeping Spacey's body and. Put no, it, no, no. Know, no, no. They, they <laughs> went out. No, scenes. my friend
1: produced the movie. Oh. He's EP on it, and and they sent out. Uh, they they went out and reshot That's all incredible. his and angles in a month. That's yeah. All his wow. uh, every every angle that would have been uh, spacey in the that movie should win effects over probably. Star Wars, I think, just
4: because of the feet. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> a
1: big deal, man. That's crazy. It's, crazy. it's a crazy amount of work to have to go through to to change to release like it. That. Like
2: how soon? Like how long is the time between the time you're like, okay, the movie's done, and they can show it at the theater? They got to do yeah. stuff with the actual movie yeah. to yeah. put right. it there. I guess it's quicker than it used to be in the yeah, old well, days because they don't have to
4: strike prints anymore. It's yeah. all just the, the DCPs or whatever. And maybe it wasn't that, that, that big files.
2: Yeah.
1: No, I mean he, uh, that's the other thing too. We haven't seen the movie, so mm-hmm. I don't know how much of the movie he's in. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's it seems like a significant amount. Seems like a lot. Well, he's they got a lot. They of could stuff have spent
2: all the money in the world.
3: That's
1: funny. Jesus Christ! Well, they released the Kevin Spacey cut on DVD.
0: Like, should that performance be lost forever? Uh, I mean that's a, that's a we'll good question.
4: Just like people wonder, like I don't think we'll ever get to see the Lord Miller cut of Solo, but people are going to wonder, like could we ever see that, or what would it be like compared to the Ron Howard? Well, now cut? the
2: uh, Daddy I Love You, Louis C.K. just bought back the rights. He did? Yeah, as I guess he bought back the rights. He he gave them their money back, basically Orchard. Wow, Orchard really? So, I don't know what he's going to do with it, hmm. whether it's going to sit for a while, maybe, and then maybe it'll come out on his website or something. Yeah, because he self-distributed
4: but, his Yeah, other, I mean, he could
1: uh, put something out on his website easily. Wow. wow. My God.
4: I saw it in Toronto. What'd you think? I liked that movie a
1: lot. Oh, this you, wait, of you course, saw You saw uh, Daddy, I, I, love Daddy
4: you. I, love I love you. Daddy, I love you. I love you, Daddy. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's before all this stuff- Came out, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think it's it's. I'm glad I what saw What stuff it. came out?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wait, what happened? I, <laughs> what, what what happened? To what stuff know,
2: came out of Louis C.K.? What came <laughs> out, yeah. did stuff come out of? Pretty sure it took a lot
1: of work, but some stuff, <laughs> some came, stuff out came out yes. of Louis C.K. I just sure. I just
4: wish no one will ever be able to watch that movie. This you know without without knowing that. yeah without judging him because there's so many similarities. It's mm. nuts.
1: Yeah. I can't imagine what what's a scene from it that you saw that was well. There, t- give me a, there's go a, with a couple. There's a scene
4: the Charlie Day character mm-hmm. kind of pantomimes masturbating in front of a, a you know people. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're oh, not yes. gonna be able to not think of reality. You know. But oh, I guess man. I don't know. It's weird that he would put stuff like that in there. It's almost. But like it's a
2: also possible or, that Charlie Day just. Ad lib that could, I wouldn't could, put it past yeah. Charlie Day. Right, right, right.
1: <laughs> well, you know it, 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 what it kind of seemed like with uh, with that one, uh, and Tignataro. I guess Tignataro talked about it, uh, which I have my own feelings about. But she uh, she said something about it, like the reason that he she felt like the reason that he produced her special was to to give him some uh, like. I don't want to say like a blockade of like people being of like people couldn't be like, Oh, he's a bad guy oh, yeah. because okay. he's doing this nice thing for her. Okay. And then like, he's done that a couple times where he's like put stuff, like he's doing stuff in his act about the stuff he was doing in real life. Ah. Mm-hmm. And, and so that way maybe, you know, a uh, reality yeah. and, and, you know, although from uh, all
2: accounts, the stuff he was putting in his act was years after the stuff he did in real life. Like this is all accounts from like, 15 years ago. It's not like they were like, oh, last year Louis C.K. did this. This is like 12 years ago Louis C.K. did this, whatever, like, Hmm. so it's a, you know, it's It's possible that maybe he, I mean, obviously he did this and then maybe he grew as a person and decided to talk about it in a way that he could on stage. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he was continuing to do this, at least as far as we know. Yeah. Like, it's not like last year he was doing this. No, that's, and that's
1: like where like I, I know we're jumping way off topic, but look, about. I mean, <laughs> what's it called? Um, John Oliver just had this thing where he like went after Dustin Hoffman yeah. during a, a interview. Wag the
0: dog twenty year anniversary yeah, 20 screening. twenty
1: year anniversary screening, yeah. and I, I watched it and I listened to what he was saying, and I. I've read stuff on Dustin Hoffman and like what what he had done. As far as what I could tell of what he had done, and I mean, I'm just and this is just, mm-hmm. I'm, let me know if I'm wrong. But what I what I'd heard was is that he had said to a woman on set, "Hey, did you have sex this weekend?" Mm-hmm. And that he maybe was maybe one or two other things that that was, but it was like very. It wasn't mm-hmm. like it, it didn't, it wasn't a, a, like horrifying. he wasn't Matt Lowering them. Mm. No, he wasn't <laughs> Harvey Weinstein, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> and John Oliver, uh, it seemed like kind of took advantage of the situation and kind of mm-hmm. went real hard after him and. And it's, it was so uncomfortable to watch. It sucked to watch. But Dustin's yeah. not
0: going to want to do any Q&As anymore, I'm sure.
1: No, I'm sure yeah. he's yeah. out okay, from that. It, but yeah. I'm
0: not sure what my duties as guest announcer are. But I know we asked Chris,
1: <laughs> say <whatever> how did <laughs> you get Willem Defoe? Oh, yes. no, and then I turned right. into
0: the Kevin Spacey no. joke, so I realized I never got answered. That is, we should <laughs> ask. So, as guest announcer, did, I,
1: just I think you're right. On that but, I, but I just also want to so say, right.
4: regardless of what Dustin's done in his past, was that professional of him to have done? Shouldn't they just be talking about Wag the Dog if it's a Wag the Dog 20? I I don't know. I don't know the rules.
1: Man, I don't know how it's supposed to go. I And it really sucks. It really sucks when you're a, a fan of somebody yeah. and you're like, I don't want to believe horrible, horrible yeah, things yeah, exactly. about them. Right. That's the worst possible. You could just be like me
2: and just not care what anybody does in their personal life. Like, I appreciate people's work. I don't care about them as a human being. Like, I just, I like what they do. I will support what they do because I like it. I don't care what they have to do. Like, they could turn out to be an axe murderer, and I'm like, well, that's still a good movie. <laughs> so you're
0: <laughs> so, waiting for Naked Gun 4 starring O.J. Simpson? I'd watch wow. it.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. i totally watch it. Like, it, if deep, it was good, I mean, cut. it'll never happen, but
0: I... <laughs> 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 do you think we'll ever get a fourth Naked Gun movie without Leslie Nielsen? No. no? He, you need Leslie
2: it, Nielsen to do Naked Gun. And right? they
4: wouldn't do, it wouldn't even, I mean... I, do you guys realize that what made the first one so classic is that nothing was ever winked at, and there was no self acknowledgment. And then, yeah, as the right. like the movies went on, they, uh,
2: they not naked, got worse and worse. Yeah, they
4: yeah. sort of like did that Leslie Nielsen looking at the audience and taking that second. Yeah, because
2: like, I mean, like, look, Airplane! Yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. The first Naked Gun, brilliant. After that, they're sort of like, eh, not quite as good anymore. And then. Yeah. You know, then you get into like the hot shots part, duh, and you're it, like, it okay, became self
4: aware, yeah, and it, and it took away from what made it work. So okay,
1: well, before we, okay. About, uh, we w- 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 before we get into talking about, uh back to before we get before we get into William Defoe, uh, which you each uh, which have different
0: <laughs> pronunciations. You're saying William, Matt oh, saying oh, Willem. Oh, it's Willem. It is. Willem. It's
1: Willem yeah, Defoe. Yeah. Willem, yeah. Okay, before we get into host? talking uh, to talking to, it's it's fine. Before we start talking about Willem Defoe, you
2: should correct Stephen as much as possible. Please do, please do. I'll never be guest
1: announcer again. But hang on a second. Before we get into talking about Willem Dafoe... What I what I'm very interested in. This is what I'm interested in, uh, Chris Bergosh. You have three movies that I uh, that I know of, and you worked on uh, uh, Greg the Bunny, Greg the Bunny, Warren the the Ape, and and Warren the Ape. Okay, so okay, so Greg the Bunny, Warren the Ape, Starlet, Tangerine, and now Florida Project. I know you, like you and I know each other for a while now. For a while. You, you have uh, who, what you, who you are in your regular life, like what you're into in your life. Yes, does, doesn't. It seems like an interesting. Uh, it, it seems very different than the type of stuff that you make. Like it seems like you're kind of like a. Like, because I, I what I know about you is I know that you're super into Disneyland that's true you're mm-hmm. very into Disney you're very into the movies and and you go to like you, you go out a lot to that type of stuff like that's what, what you're really into is that right that's, a, I, that's yes correct. what that's else are correct. you super passionate you know, about because because we just had Drake Bell on the show oh yeah mm-hmm. and Drake you know goes a, to Disneyland like a, like a hundred times a hundred times a, a hero year. Uh, my dream is to have a home like Drake Bell if oh. you've heard about his Of course, home. we've been yeah. to oh, yeah, his house. Yeah, yeah, him. yeah, of course. yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's the Disneyland home. Basically, yeah, it's, uh, it's the stuff of legend that you hear about it in, in the parks. People are talking about it. <laughs> is that <laughs> what <laughs> you're mostly, is that your one of your big things that you're into is, is yeah, Disney? Yeah, when I, when I lived in New York, I actually, like
4: Drake, I mean, his is probably far more advanced than mine was, but in New York, I had a tiki room that I made. Oh, in, that's in so the, cool. And yeah, I tried to duplicate the, you know, enchanted tiki room. It was the worst day when I moved from I I don't miss New York. I love being out here, but I do miss the Tiki Room and I want to recreate it
1: someday. I love that. Uh, you
2: should have an easier time making a Tiki Room in LA cuz there's a lot of Tiki stuff around. Yes, sure. That's true.
1: That's true. Yeah. 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 So it's how easier. do you go from uh, like uh, how how did you get how did you get started and how does how does that fact how does Disney factor in? Well,
4: the thing is to answer your question, you know, it's funny cuz if you look deep, you could find the similarities. Like when Sean and I were writing Starlet, you know, Up was fresh in my head, and that was a big influence on Starlet because you have the relationship between an older 81-year-old woman and a younger Mm 21-year-old girl, and it was totally uh, uh, Russell and Carl dynamics infused into that.
1: What was the the plotline for the listeners that haven't seen? Oh yeah, so Starlet
4: is a 2012 film. It's on Netflix, and it's
2: just a uh, old about... woman dies, and then they get a house with balloons. <laughs> and <then Right>. the <laughs> one... it's,
3: let them tell the damn story. <laughs> no, no, no. no. That's the sequel. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's right. The sequel, uh,
4: and it's just an unlikely friendship between uh, an older woman and a and a young woman in the San Fernando Valley. And the secrets we learn along the way is that you know. Um, She's an adult film star, but we don't really focus on that, and so it's sort of like uh,
1: these two lonely characters finding each other. I like that. I, I think uh, something that that's always really interesting, especially about like Disney and things like that, is like Disney is so like you know it, it it's so cheerful and so like pure. Everything is so like family values that taking any time you can take that 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 type of energy and then add anything kind of fucked up to it is That's, it makes really great uh movie it makes great movies it makes great television uh and it and it's you know, there's something really neat about that because you're like taking something pure and then you're just kind of messing with it, and that's mm-hmm. that's what it's all. That seems like what a lot of your movies are about.
4: Yeah, and there's no better example of what you just said than the Florida Project. I think it's the ultimate Sean Baker, Chris Gosh like uh, colliding of our sensibilities.
1: Yeah, because that mm-hmm. film, as far as uh, of what I know, is it is it's a film uh, about uh, families that live nearby walt disney world right. in florida mm-hmm. right but are too but are poor like they're like poor yeah. kind of like families in that like in that and what's it like to grow up so close to the happiest place on earth but not right. be in it right basically. um and uh
4: yeah it's it all came from you know i had been going to disney world with my family starting from four years old and uh you know Every time I went up through my teens with friends, you're just in this 43 square miles of the most magical place on earth Mm -hmm. bubble. But then when my mom moved down there, she relocated down there from New Jersey in around 2005. And when I would visit her, I'd borrow her car to go to the parks. And that's when I was exposed to this whole other outside, you know, outside the radius of the magic. Sure. And that's when I, you know, it came to my attention that there are these, you know, kids growing up in these motels and, uh, you know... um. Yeah, it just seemed like a, a great uh well, I shouldn't use the word great. It's not great at all. <laughs> yeah,
1: Interesting. But uh, yeah.
4: just uh, it seemed like a real life fairy tale that these kids were growing up in the shadow of Cinderella Castle, but yet they were finding their own magic. Mm-hmm. You know? Um like what the, they were doing. Yeah, in the same way that we would, you know, like uh play hide and seek or manhunt.
1: Yeah, you know, like I, I remember uh when I first moved to Los Angeles uh in nineteen ninety six. 97, 96, 97. I moved here and lived across the street from uh, Disney animation studios and oh. or the mm-hmm. Disney studios in Burbank. And uh, it was the most difficult, emotionally difficult place I've ever lived in my life. I will never I will never live in Burbank in that little quarter mile Why ever not again. It's a nice area because it is as an actor. It is very very it, it's a very difficult place to live because you're constantly driving by the places you want to be oh, yes but you're mm-hmm. not allowed in
2: but now you're a big Disney now actor. now I'm a
1: big Disney actor <laughs> no but it, but it, at the time I mean like you it feel it, it like, was, you Christmas? feel like Charlie I'm outside the I, I just I, I was just on uh, stuck in the middle the Disney uh, Christmas special which just aired uh, this this past Friday which was very cool and very cool. neat and something I learned which is super fascinating and different about Nickelodeon uh that is what Disney does uh they are not into nuance like mm-hmm. they are very much they they go for the joke they do the joke and they move on mm. uh anything that's good
2: for you cuz you don't really do nuance. Right. Not, yeah. <laughs> that's not in your wheelhouse. Sure. But like any
1: <laughs> any sort of like uh weird funny awkwardy kind of strange silly strange moments yeah. cut yeah. gone from the huh. from from it. Yeah. And not I'm talking about I'm not talking about my performance. I'm talking about like in the script. Like mm-hmm. stuff that was in the script that was weird and kind of a little quirky does gone. not exist yeah. in the uh, in the actual uh, thing. Mm. Don't need it. Yeah, it's just gone. But Nickelodeon was all awkward and nerdy yeah. and like quirky. Like that's all their yeah. that's all they they do. So it was it was interesting. I mean, I thought I thought the episode, I mean, the the premiere came out really really good and it was really mm-hmm. funny, but I wonder if that has to do with Sensibilities of the execs, or if it's focus
4: group oh, it's, data? No, like, no, oh,
1: it's right. the execs. The don't execs. Like nuance. I've I've heard I've heard um, repeatedly that um, Disney Channel does not believe that kids understand irony, mm. and and they don't like irony the, uh, and like and like things like that like they want stuff that's straightforward Disney
2: Channel believes that kids are stupid <laughs> and Disney Channel No that's is correct. Not, That's not true. Kids that's are not, that's not, that's not true. That's not true. are very very It's a
1: lie. It's a lie. <laughs> no, it's no, it's what I uh, what I've heard is that not that they think that kids are stupid that they think that kids only in like that kids only relate to stuff that is like right like made for the record
2: I believe kids are stupid
1: (laughs) all right well thanks Matt I appreciate that (laughs) but I but that only is for live action when it comes to animated stuff yeah they're totally crazy they they do whatever the hell they want to do
2: but also that's A totally different group of people that are Disney
1: that's also not Disney the movies that's Disney just that's Disney Channel different group of execs but I would do anything to be on a Disney like to do like another Disney series like to be like a a dad or something I man but then those sets are so cool and and fun fun and easy and like but then again in your stand up
4: You've talked about how it can be yeah, well, they <laughs> to be on the shows. Yeah, they I don't know, know you,
0: but my kids know you. I don't know who you <laughs> are, but my kids say you're, they, you're pretty great.
3: And Am what I, do you always want to say
4: to that mom?
3: Oh, you know.
4: And I've seen that happen with our guest host quite a few times. Same situation Guess. where uh, the moms are... Uh, Someone's
0: trying to sneak in. I don't know. Um, oh, edit. Oh. There's, I, I noticed... Please continue.
3: Oh,
4: yeah. So... Um, um, okay, so... Yeah, so, okay, so, so Willem Dafoe is, a, is the answer. Yes. How did Willem Dafoe wind it, up in your movie? It, uh, yeah. it just How was, uh, th- you know, he, he was a fan of Tanger. He was a fangerine, mm-hmm. and he w- met Which with Sean funny. Baker, and, it, and he <laughs> just wanted to work with Sean. So uh, Wow. Yeah, was, um, it, yeah. He read the script, and mm-hmm. he liked what we were going
2: for. So yeah. when when in the process, like, was he one of the first people you got? Because well, he's very sort of late in the process. Oh, so we, he was...
4: we got him very, we shot in June of 2016 was the start of the shooting, and I think he came aboard in, like, April two months whoa because uh, we were talking about some other actors yeah beforehand and uh it just wasn't working out you know because you need that big name quote, yeah quote unquote for the financiers to be happy and and um who yeah.
1: else were you guys looking at was there anyone else it was just
4: know? a short list it was like with Haley, for example we wrote the Haley role which is the mom played by bria venate i never could get her name right it's vin venate. anyway uh as we wanted it to be sort of a former Musketeer and have sort of meta casting, um, ah. and so we, when I wrote the script, I had Britney Spears in my head, not thinking we were going to go out to get her or offer mm. it to Britney, but, but just that as type, a, yeah, that type, you know. And then we were talking every, everybody from her to like the Christina Aguileras to, uh, mm. you know, everybody in that wheelhouse. But Sean Baker, you know, uh, he he was very smart to think that once we started, you know, getting closer and closer that that role. Um, it just wouldn't feel right to have a big, you know, uh, name or recognizable face in this character. And it would serve the story better if we got a, you know, a fresh face and,
1: uh, mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, hey, you guys new. found her through Instagram. Instagram. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just, you
4: know, Sean, uh, movies have this very strange luck and, uh, and he has a really good instinct with casting. Unbelievable.
1: Because you know, obviously,
4: so you guys, her, I got to post handle, more on
3: Instagram.
1: So you well, to write, <laughs> yeah, right. So you guys write these. You you wrote these this this movie. Yes. And then did you do, did he direct the movie as Sean well? Directed, so yes. Sean directed. So Sean directed it. I produced. You was one produced, of the on producers. It? Yes. And then you guys worked on like pulling pulling together the cast for it as well. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. Is unbelievable. Um, it's Unbelievable. We we cast
4: every single. we you know, we had uh, Carmen Cuba came aboard, and we had. A local casting uh called um, uh I'll get back to you uh, on Carmen
0: that. Cuba did stranger things casting Carmen Cuba oh faster, my God those, that's those huge. but the that's kids huge.
4: you know we we had local cast crowd shot uh local Orlando casting agency helped us uh have local casting with the kids, and it was really hard to find the kids, the right kids because we needed kids, you know there's a script, so they mm-hmm. needed to be able to learn lines and, and what age under, are we talking about like five six seven that's
2: rough yeah' because you went through casting with. Like five year olds for small business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it Back was that was day. a it's, tough process for. Me, I remember.
3: Ha, yeah,
4: for us it was it was you found people who could memorize lines and come in and read them, mm. and then you found people who could be great and cute at improv but not remember the lines. Right. We needed a balance of both. Yeah. Yeah, god that is a lot of work.
2: Was that the we, hardest part casting the kids? It was. And mm-hmm. and
4: we were going to delay the shoot because we couldn't find our Mooney. That's our mm-hmm. lead uh character and uh and then Brooklyn Prince ca- came in. This was in I think May, like a month out. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, this She's shoot. amazing. Yeah, she walked in and we were laughing before the audition even started because she comes in and Christopher Rivera who plays Scooty was auditioning at the same time. And before the audition started, Christopher was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! I got to psych myself up, and I'm going to do some push-ups." And so he starts doing push-ups, and then she starts doing squats. So before we even started, it was theirs to lose.
1: Oh my God, that's amazing! Was, yeah, we were just very <laughs> Good lucky. Good for if, them, if man. If I, what, a, what a changed oh, their life. Yeah, that's a that's a huge deal. And you did the same thing with Tangerine. Now Tangerine um, was uh, a. I mean, that movie. It what was it? In, like it set records as far as like uh, at Sundance and at, well, first at movie like ever that. shot
4: on an iPhone. Yeah, I mean technically there were documentaries and there were some other other things. Yeah, but first know, like feature script. I, I think what what it oh, is. Oh, this comedy special. Was we were on the, iPhones. Yeah, we were the first. I yeah, think, maybe the, to land in theaters to find mm-hmm. distributor.
2: That uh,
1: was scripted mm-hmm. though. Yes. Yeah, as opposed to yeah. like uh, like a documentary or right. something. So shot. Completely on iPhones, and that was just a budgetary decision. I mean, yeah. you know, because we had no money for Tangerine. And wow. We okay. A did you backstory. record audio
4: separately for Tangerine? No, we had a guy named Iron Iron Strauss. He's a mad sound genius from New York who worked with us on Greg the Bunny and Starlet, and he this. just you know we did it the old school way. We slated. And he's just booming everything. Some wireless lavaliers, and um,
0: yeah, so no iPhone audio.
4: Yeah, no, you can't. That's the thing. People say, you know, oh, everybody can make a movie on an iPhone. Yes, you can, but you still, you got to get the sound right. Yeah. yeah, it really adds a lot. to it. right? You and, know, oh, and yeah.
0: Iron is the best sound man out there. if I ever make a movie, I'm going to hire him. He's a sound ninja. He puts microphones in places that you can't see him, and it's like, how is this going to be recorded? And then it sounds great. Iron, if you're listening, I'm sorry for the time I threw up on your microphone. <laughs> yeah, Josh, you know, Josh,
3: our guest announcer, Josh, he throws up
4: on
0: me in the film. <laughs> in for
4: real?
3: Yeah, yeah. He threw, on purpose? Threw up. Was that scripted?
4: It was scripted. and But he, you know, we want to do it. It was real vomit. We
0: want the authenticity. So How Josh, did you
2: make yourself vomit?
0: Oh, I poisoned myself. Uh, so I'm a dedicated actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I drank <laughs> lots of alcohol. Mm-hmm. and But then one time, I had a birthday party, and I had so many drinks of alcohol because when it's your birthday, everyone buys you drinks. And then you go to Bob's Big Boy, as you do, and I had pancakes to try (laughs) to sober up. And then I had to throw up. And I was like, my vomit was delicious because (laughs) it was with mm -hmm. the pancakes and the syrup. So when it was time (laughs) to do tangerine, I was like, I'm going to recreate my birthday. <laughs> See, drank
2: a lot and ate pancakes and syrup.
0: Yeah, I went to the griddle for breakfast mm. and I, I just drank and drank. And then I found producer Darren Dean's bourbon bottle and I just downed a bunch of that. Holy and when Sean Baker called action. <laughs> I threw up all over Chris's face. But to and his, his credit,
4: mouth, and his eyes. <laughs> but he could vomit on cue. I've <laughs> never seen anything like it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I could remember,
1: I could taste it in my eyes. Wow. wow! I that was just is sick. A huge I, I deal. was throwing
2: up all night. Like, I threw up like 12 times. and But, like, I was trying to get fluids in. So I was drinking, like, water. And then I was throwing up water. And I was like, you know, that actually was kind of refreshing. <laughs> it hysterical. wasn't that
3: bad when it's just water. Now, oh, it's fun oh, to be able to Christ. act. Like,
0: I feel good. Like, some people, when they get sick, they're not able to recite lines. So I was able to act yeah. drunk. No, not act drunk, but act. Wild drunk. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> the
4: only reason why it was me, is because no, we couldn't put anybody through that. Nobody mode. else So I to be sure. in, vomited yeah, on. Vomited. Yeah, they vomited. want to be in a movie and get vomited on? Oh, I hope someday we could put God. that raw footage out there somewhere. It didn't wind up on the Blu-ray, but there's so much more to it. You're only seeing the appetizer <laughs> in the film. Mm. It just you, you have coming. it
2: somewhere at home in an editing bay. Yes. And Ian Edwards,
1: Ian Edwards made his uh, film debut, I believe, in that yes, film. Yes, as,
4: as Nash, the, yeah. uh, the dealer. And then yeah, when it went to Sundance, he didn't he's even remember that doing Against all that pimping shit, though, he's just, <laughs> just into the selling of the
0: I'm sure. Because <laughs> was just on an iPhone. So when it went to Sundance, he was told his movie. that he was then went to Sundance. He was, what? You know, I don't, he didn't. what? No remember. He didn't remember. But then he's like, Oh Isn't yeah. That funny.
1: <laughs> what? Uh, what's your What was the first time the, that you went to Sundance? When was the first time you went there, Chris?
0: Oh, I, I
4: being a, a huge film geek, I, I went twice uh, earlier. Uh, you know, about ten years ago was the first time. That I went yeah. just to see movies and just to you know yeah feel I bet it's cool way more fun being them. there when you
0: have a movie that everyone loves yeah, at yeah, the yeah festival. it was there's
4: gift suites that come with that so that's fun <laughs> but that's you know it's still I did don't you know. get
2: more in gifts than the movie cost to make if it was <laughs> if you did it for no money y- yeah that's about? actually probably true <laughs> wow.
4: so, sometimes though with Sundance I, and I, I forgive me for saying this but there is that sort of too cool for school like everybody that's like I don't know I just love being a geek and talking about movies and sometimes people act
1: above it. I don't sure. know, dude. Do, do you notice that in the yeah, film community? Well, I, I went to Sundance a couple of years ago with, with, with my lady and uh I um I was like I was like, Why are we here? <laughs> like why are we out here? And then we saw because because she was like, Oh, it's fun, it's like good and you get to like meet lots of people and I was like, I didn't meet. I didn't. I mean, like there were so m- there were lots of people. I didn't talk to almost anybody. That's it was tough. Re- it was really tricky, and it was before. Yes. Uh, it was after Big Time Rush. It was while we were still doing Big Time Rush. I took off mm-hmm. the weekend to go, mm-hmm. and she said, uh, "Whatever you do," they said, "Whatever you do, don't forget wear a wear a sweater and wear a coat How and I wear have to talk about and wear a that. scarf, mm-hmm. wear a scarf." And I forgot to wear a scarf ah. the entire time. And I I came back and I had a hundred and three and a half fever when I landed, and no one at Big Time Rush was was like felt bad for me. They were no. like, "Oh, get to the set. We don't care if you're dying right now." Like yeah. I was a fucking wreck. So when I go yeah, back, I mean, then you vomited but was, all over James Maslow. I did. I threw up all over James Maslow's face, and he could taste it in his eye. This is the um, vomit episode. It, it, that is a very, uh, uh, but it's tri- it seemed. It seemed a little tricky, to, but I'm happy I got to go yes, because I then do. when I get to go for a movie, I'll at least know where the hell I'm the going. Lamps, you, know? yeah, but, yeah. you gotta
4: take buses but, everywhere too yeah. and wait for the buses, and it's kind of yeah. You know, and, and 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 you know I'm not. I'll admit I'm not good at parties. It's very loud, and you know, I just feel like maybe I, I saw too many concerts in my life because I can never seem to hear what people are saying, and I have sure. to say what, what, you know, like constantly. It's just awkward for me. It's a hard I, place to network. I don't know how yeah. people
0: network when the music, uh, what, well, you, you have to be so, <laughs> but I want to talk <laughs> about, about the cold because everyone told me bring a scarf, bring a jacket, so I dressed so warm. Mm-hmm. All the indoor places are heated, and then you have to undress. And it's yeah. so weird that I was constantly undressing because it was so hot. It's like, like the part of test track jacket. they don't
4: have anymore. Yeah, remember it's that where you go cold. hot and cold, or yeah. they got rid of
2: that. Well, it's like I was just I was just in China, as yeah. people know, and. Uh, before I went, I was in China before in January in 2004, and I remember it was cold. It was like 20 degrees outside. So I went. It's October. I was like, It'll be a little warmer, but let me still bring warm clothes. So we get ready to the day. We're going to go to the Great Wall, and I'm like, okay. So I put on long underwear, and I had like a shirt on, and I had a flannel shirt on that had like my jacket, and I had my little backpack to go. It was like 80 degrees, and we're oh, like trying to climb the Great Wall, God. and I'm all like totally bundled up, and I was like, oh. I'm sweating my ass <laughs> off.
1: <Wow. laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. That's insane. By yeah, the way, the Great Wall amazing. was a good. I, you know, why isn't that
4: making any top ten?
3: Places? Yeah, come on. I liked it. Oh the you're Great talking Wall? about the movie the, the Matt, Great Matt Wall? Matt Damon?
1: Well because it, before it didn't have a chance. I mean that movie before it even <laughs> came out they're like cultural appropriation. I know, I know. And you're like yeah, yeah. Well the white man look, saves you them don't all. you don't make a movie and say it's the Great Wall about the Great Wall of China and then the poster is Matt Damon's face. That's going to someone's well, going to get
2: Look, it worked when they did the Last Samurai. And it was Tom Cruise.
1: Ah. Oh no, it did not. People <laughs> were very upset about it back then, <laughs> but but we didn't have Twitter, so okay. there was no way of knowing. Okay. Well,
4: if we could put that aside, uh, have, you, have you had that problem
2: with like any of your moves? Like, did people ever complain? Like, you made a movie about trans people. There weren't, wasn't enough trans representation. Oh, like, do you ever get that? Yeah, like, I was at a screening or, where people went nuts. Well, I, didn't like, I didn't
4: like I didn't
1: like the way the trans mm-hmm. people were being represented in the movie about trans, know, trans. Well, people.
4: listen, you know, we we worked with Maya and Kiki. Um, uh, the two leads of Tangerine for six months and every step of the way of editing because we never wanted to cross that line into, you know, being Caricature. Ex- exploitive. Yeah, yeah, we wanted, and to tell you the truth, it was Maya Taylor who plays uh, Alexandra in the film that said she wanted to be able to laugh at this film and she wanted it to be more of a comedy than we were ever originally mm-hmm. intending. And so it was this organic process. But at the USC screening mm-hmm. that guest host Josh Hussman just mentioned, I guess uh, people, some, some people felt that Two straight white males, sh- you know, didn't. Have what the-
0: gives uh, you the right as yeah. to- yeah. just s- yeah. d- straight, straight white males to make
4: males shouldn't be able to tell this story? What right do
0: you have to do this? And well,
4: but but then maybe it's to be fair. Maybe they didn't understand our research process and collaboration with them at that point when they said that. So maybe it's a fair. I don't. I don't know well, anymore. Look, I mean, look. All I know George is I just, just
2: want to say George St- Lucas isn't a poor. Steven Spielberg
1: got so much shit for making the color purple when he made the color purple. People were not happy with him, like because he got Oprah on Oscar. Yeah, but uh, well, yeah, of course, but <laughs> but people were like, "What gives you the right to make this movie?" Yeah. And and in the end, it's like. You're taking the initiative. It's your creative brain that decided that that's what you wanted to focus on and make. And and I always feel like being a good person isn't about like what you say or what you – it's about what you do. You know, So if you decide with your choices of your life that that's what you want to do with your life is make a movie about trans people in, in uh, West Hollywood at, at, at the donut shop, like fucking, that's amazing. Like someone sitting around and being like, hey, I, I'm offended and and that makes me a good person because I got offended that you made right, this movie. Right. Like they're a fucking asshole. Well, the thing <laughs> is, like they're too, not contributing anything. They're a yeah. non-contributing fuck.
4: And, and the thing is that night, I didn't get a chance to express this, I don't think, at the q because Clue Gulliger actually, because John in.
2: Oliver just fucking railed you. <laughs> right? Just like, how dare you make this movie? No, but the thing is, is, like
4: I didn't write the movie, and Sean didn't write this. Approach this movie as we're writing transgender roles. It was about a girl with a broken heart for me. It yeah. could have been a movie, and we could have cast Emma Stone if it was a big studio movie. You know, like it's the same story that I was writing. So who, regardless of who we were working with or who we cast, I was approaching it as. You know, this is just a, a movie about a woman scorned and a woman with mm-hmm. a broken heart who wants revenge. And I, I had a broken heart and I know a lot of other people had broken hearts. So I was writing it from that place. It didn't matter nice. who was who.
1: Very smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I sometimes do some casting work and I've had conversations with people where they're like, well, why can't it be this? Or why? Why can't we have a transgender wonder woman and mm. you're like just because you say that doesn't meet, make you like a good person yeah, when like, you, yeah, like how about just focus like how about like do some nice things like don't just don't feel yeah. like like you have to like make everything everything you yeah know? and the movie like, might just... not have
4: been about that we happened to meet these two amazing girls that just we thought were just going to be collaborators and they were so funny together that we just made them the stars of the movie I love mm-hmm.
1: it dude it's so cool and it was so, it, it looks it looks great and uh, I remember when Rachel, my girlfriend, saw it at Sundance. Like she went to the screening and watched it. She called me the second it was over and was like, "This is life changing shit." Like, I was this so happy we could
4: gotten Rachel into that. So it was, insane. it was. I'm sure she told you it was a nightmare oh, with a ticket. God. And yeah, we, I mean, everyone I was really wanted happy to see that, that movie. she got in because it was like so so stressful trying to accommodate. Like everyone, man. Okay, man. so they didn't, you know, the they never give, give you enough tickets. Let's for talk everyone. about the new movie a little bit because
2: yeah. Willem oh, Dafoe oh. picks up Golden Globe nomination this morning. How do you think that's going to affect the public's reaction to this movie? Like, do you think that's going to lead to wider distribution? I mean, where can people see this movie now? Like, if they want to see it,
4: so it the actual the A twenty four has been great, and they released it's a platform release. Um, and what was so cool about it? If I could just do a tangent, mm-hmm. it, This was a dream come true. Because, you know, the film gets its title from what Walt Disney referred to, Walt Disney World Resort, the working title for it, when when the press conference happened in the late 60s. And, uh, you know, uh, it opened October 1st, 1971. Mm -hmm. And so our Florida project opened at the New York Film Festival October 1st. Of 2017. Mm-hmm. So, how weird
0: and cosmic Whoa. and how cool is that?
4: That's crazy. The second Florida project to ever open on October 1st. And how many wow. of the crew
0: members uh, thought this was a working title? Okay, yeah, everyone, everyone...
4: everyone thought it was a working title. And I was trying to explain that it wasn't. It was always called the Florida Project since I yeah. first pitched this to Sean in 2011. Wow. Um, uh, but they thought it was a, it sounds like a working title, so you can't blame them, but then they yeah. wouldn't believe me. <laughs> to, like, okay, sure. You just don't sure, want to I tell guess. us. We're no, come fine.
3: on, tell us. What, so so how do people see this movie?
4: So it opened up in October, but it's been slowly rolling out, mm-hmm. and it reached, uh, you know, a peak a couple of weeks ago. Now it's about on 100 screens. Mm-hmm. Across the country, go to a twenty four website and there's a list of theaters. Sure. and I always every week I tweet out um, on my at, do you think at now like Gush? with
2: this Golden Globe nomination that it's going to go back up? I would think there's a chance I mean that I think people certainly... like that's one thing that' sort of is the beauty of all these awards is it tends to lead to more public interest because there are people I'm sure who've never heard of this movie right Because yes. it's not a huge release they haven't seen right. ads or anything all over yes um I would hope that now people are like, oh, you know. Willem Dafoe, he's getting all this praise. I wanna see Willem Dafoe and then
0: he's great. I've seen the movie six times. Uh, and there's things you notice each time, like it's layered. That it's a completely different experience watching it your second time than it is your first time.
4: Sean and I always say that we we write for the second viewing. We never expect a sixth. So so thank
1: you. Thank Jeez you. Louise. <laughs> that's amazing. Is it playing in Los Angeles right now?
4: It is. Um, it's not as on as many screens here in LA as it was a few mm-hmm. weeks back, but it's still in like uh, Sunset Carlos. Five. Yeah, and, uh, but you know what, man? Is do the arc light? Just, does the arc light pick it
1: up?
2: Is
4: it, Arclight, it playing yeah. in Monica? Yeah, 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 yeah. So
2: so here uh, in arc- LA, like. Say opening weekend, like do you just like go and like watch a screening and see what people do? I love it. I love it because because like like you don't tell them like hey I'm the guy who made We just go in and watch it. This is where Sean and I mm-hmm. differ,
4: uh, you know, because he doesn't like to ever watch the film. I love it because. It's very fascinating to me to see how audiences change. See Some where they audience, laugh. You know, just like you would no, I sure, Certain sure. audiences might laugh at one of your jokes. Mm-hmm. Maybe another one does. Every once, ever. once in a while. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes. Now <laughs> and then. I mean, it could be <laughs> once different, a month. different reactions <laughs> with different audiences. And right, so right, I love right. that. I love to see where what's working and, and how people respond to things. Yeah. 95% yeah.
0: oh, so on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, He's a great God. guest host. Dude, hey, Josh it's good company. It, I love Josh.
1: Yeah. Josh, I'm so happy that you're here. You're the fucking greatest. Oh, thank you very much. I really enjoy you. So
0: it's AMC. Dino oh, he's
2: wearing his Florida Five? Project shirt. I oh, just noticed.
0: What? Yeah. I dress appropriately.
1: I want to get a Florida Project shirt. Where do you get a Florida Project
4: shirt? That was at a. That's a 28 in Maine. Do you familiar with that? It's the Disney sort of cool T-shirt brand. Oh, 28 Maine. It's for yeah.
0: th- the distinguished Disney gentleman.
4: Oh wow, I want to. So go. It's not But that's an out of print one. It's that's not affiliated print. with the movie. eBay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's what Walt, you know, referred to it as, and. Uh, um, we yeah. uh, yeah, we're just. I'm look. It's a dream come true mm-hmm. that this movie is actually on screens because this is one of those ones that we never thought we'd get made. It was five years of people rolling their eyes at us and yeah. saying, "What else you got? What else you got?" So it's it's wow. it's a miracle. So America. how
2: did the financing for this come together? Uh,
4: well, finally, you know, through ICM, uh, June Pictures mm-hmm. came to the rescue and they believed in the project, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. So you like
2: uh, is this something that? happened because of the success of tangerine i mean more really critical success for tangerine where people really loved it i mean it wasn't like a huge box office smash of course uh but they look at this movie they're like okay these guys have something and now let's take some meetings and what do they want to do next pretty much
4: i mean i think every movie opens up doors for us and we wanted to do florida project after starlet and sean intended that to be the next one, and like I said, we just couldn't get any interest.
2: Do you have like a list of stories with him? Like, is he like your sort of your collaborating guy? And you're like, we've got these five stories. We're gonna make it a movie someday. Or? We
4: do. It's like an idea vault. And mm-hmm. we have. Wow. And, uh, and but so then Mark Duplass had this invitation. Like a, he told Sean, if you ever have anything that's super micro budget that you could basically do for no money, he'd be willing to hear it out. And that's what led to Tangerine, and then that opened the doors for Florida Project. Wow. And And if we were to make Florida Project. Back then when we wanted to, you know, we wouldn't have the same cast and the kids mm-hmm. would have been like one. So we couldn't use those kids, obviously. Yeah. And so I think everything does happen for a reason sometimes. Like the so universe. Amazing. Like the universe, if, if you're being rejected for something, I think that could be an okay thing. It's like the universe saying it's just not the time
1: yet. We'll get to it later. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Well, look, I... So that's my career. We'll get to it later. We'll get to <laughs> That's <laughs> the name of your book. <laughs> if the good things happen
0: earlier, you wouldn't be available for the really good things that are going to happen later on. Absolutely. That's what I keep telling myself. You bet, man. <laughs>
3: well, you bet.
0: Uh, I guess a perfect example of that story that I tell people or actors, there was an episode of Hannah Montana that I wanted so badly that I thought I was perfect for, and I auditioned for it, and I thought I was amazing. And I did not get it. Mm-hmm. But the, during the week that Hannah Montana episode would have shot, I ended up having an audition for a show called Glee, um, which turned out to be really good for me because wow. i ended up doing 21 episodes. But if I did that mm-hmm. one Hannah Montana episode, Glee never would have happened. I
4: think Mark Hamill just tweeted a similar story where he was, showed a still that was in uh, Hollywood Reporter of a, of a pilot he did. And if that mm-hmm. would have picked, get picked up, he wouldn't have been available for a story Star about,
2: Wars. I uh somebody had gone in to audition for star Wars and he was living on their couch at the time. Oh. And then they were like, Oh, you should go audition for this Luke Skywalker role. Like they told him to, I forget who it was. It was somebody famous. Who's not in the movie. I don't think, but they'd gone in to read for like Obi-Wan or something. And then
1: I always love the, I forget who it was. Though. The Burt Ward story for Batman is such a good, weird one. Which I don't know it. Uh, Burt Ward was, uh, had auditioned for like, you know, a million things and wasn't getting any work. Couldn't pay his rent anymore. Uh, and w- was living in his car, and then was like, "Okay, that's it. I got. I got to drive home. I'm, i I got. But gotta, this is like the early '60s, home.
2: so cars were huge back then. <laughs> right? It was yeah. bigger than my apartment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: so he was like, "Well, I got. I got. I, I got to move home. And so he was like, "I'm going to go to the beach and take a shower. And he like took, went to the beach, took a shower, one of those like showers that you have at mm-hmm. the beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, was like, I'm going to call my agent to just let them know that I'm moving home and like called the agent. The agent goes, what are you talking about? You're we've been trying to get a hold of you for a week. You're you're Robin in Batman get to the set they're waiting oh my for you gosh and he was like oh my god and like drove straight to the set and wow. they dressed him same day same day they wow. dressed him and I believe he got to sleep at the studio because he that same day he to pretended
2: go. to climb the side of a building by <laughs> bending over and pulling a rope <laughs> <laughs> Favorite wow. God that bless Incredible. that man I love that show that was so Chris
1: um, I want to I want to talk with you more and, and if you're down for it would you be down to come back of and course. spend more yeah, time with us yeah I feel like those? we didn't even touch upon The I Last, Last Jedi I ha- look so we haven't Going there. to talk about that. Let's, let's do an, uh, a part two episode where we bring you guys back after Star Wars oh, nice. okay. because I'm going to see it on Thursday, yes. and I will want to talk with other people. Uh, the growth. My mom is actually driving into town just so we can go That's on so opening cool. night to go see That's it. That's so
2: cool. For the record, as a J.J. J. Abrams project, I am boycotting Star Wars. I'm <laughs> not going to watch <laughs> it. Ooh, this, is a, this is not as Johnson. He's involved with it. I'm done with J.J. J. Abrams. He's dead to me. All of his He's projects are dead to me. Matt wait what did JJ J. do? He blew up Vulcan. Oh
1: okay. Yeah. He's got real. He's, look, he's a big Star Trek <laughs> oh, I fan. Understand. This is, he yeah. ruined it for me. <laughs>
0: Findatherapist.com. I recommend that <laughs> ah! to a troubled
1: girl. That oh, I, my God. I Cr- Chris, I, <laughs> where can people find you on the internet so if it's they're it's looking at, for you? It's at
4: Chris Bergosh. It's a weird name. B E R G O C H on Twitter and on Instagram. And, and that's where you can find the theaters that you can see the movie.
1: Hell yes. And please go see the movie. It is so badass. I I, I can't say enough good oh, things about you. it. And if you haven't seen Tanger, you're, you're out of your fucking mind. You're, you're listening to the wrong podcast because that's a great podcast. Netflix. But if great you, you know, you
4: don't, you're not obligated to love yeah. these things. So tweet me why where we lost
1: you. All right. If you okay. What about you, Jolly Jolly Josh? Where can they find you? Well,
0: on Instagram, um, Mr. Josh Sussman. On Facebook, I'm Mr. Josh Sussman. And Twitter, I'm Josh Sussman. Mm-hmm.
2: I love it. Do you used it. to have Jolly Josh
0: as one of your things or no? Well, I go by Jolly Josh. and Okay. Um, I'll, I'll tell you more about that
1: off the air okay sounds good to me what about you Matt where can people find you
2: uh, you find links to everything at funnymatt.com or JJ Abrams can get in touch with me at mattwalkersucks.com
1: that's right and you can always get me at Stephen Glickman S-T-E-P-H-E-N Glickman on Twitter Instagram and YouTube don't forget to subscribe to the Nighttime Show podcast listen to the show leave us comments and share 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 and check out the Florida Project it's in theaters now love you guys thanks and peace oh